What's up, guys? My name is Javi, aka Passive Production, and I'm today's guest on the Passive Creators Podcast Show, and I'm going to be talking about my photography. Awesome, Javi. What's the pleasure having you on the show? Um, usually we do these on Thursdays, but today we're doing it on a Saturday, but, you know, we're keeping the flow going. So, um, you know, the first thing I kind of want to ask every um Every guest that we have on the show is, you know, what is Pasta Productions? What is the meaning behind it? If your brand, your name, why the name Pasta Productions? Or what did you do? What do you do as a photographer? What type of photographer are you? All right. So I am a freelance photographer. Um, pretty much, I don't really have a um, set style of photography. I'm pretty well-rounded, in my opinion. Um, I try to get a little bit of everything that I do. Um, pretty much when it comes to my photography, I do whatever inspires me, whatever I feel kind of like doing. So I guess that part is what really bursts out my creativity. Um, but I'll go ahead and touch on that right now. Um, Positive Productions is pretty much a page that I created to really express um, my creativity towards photography and hopefully um, seeing my aim towards videography. Um, funny thing. So when I was coming up with the name um, Pasta Productions, um, so I was jumping, I was barely jumping back into photography. <clears throat> I had done photography in the past, but I was deciding to jump back into it about a year ago. And I followed a lot of the main photographers here in El Paso. And, you know, a lot of them had catchy names. And I was like, well, what the hell am I going to name myself? You know, like, what's going to be my trademark? <clears throat> so I remember one night I was with um, some friends. We went to Village Inn. And my friends are idiots. You know, they we laugh about the dumbest things. So as we were walking out of Village Inn, on the door, it says Asta La Pasta. So then we started saying it, we started um, using it as a joke. And I started thinking about um, about photography. And then for some reason, I thought about like shirts. And I was like, hey, like it'd be pretty cool if like, if I were to make shirts with little pasta bowls on them or something, mm-hmm. you know, and have like different pasta bowls. And then I was like, wait a minute, like I can tie that in with my photography. So that's when, I came to Pasta Productions. Yeah. And I was so, like, you know what? That's it. And so uh, that leads me to this question I just thought about right now is like coming as the name Pasta Production, how important do you think it is for the the name itself to like brand yourself? And how important do you think it is like to have like a good catchy name when you're making a brand in photography or you're establishing your photography? Honestly, when you have a unique name, you definitely stick out a lot more. Um, I remember when I first started. Uh, I mean, of course, usually when it comes to uh, a brand name or, I mean, being part of like a card club, you know, your car is what stands out. I feel like that name, Pasta Productions, is what really helped me, I guess, advertise and get my name out there. Yeah. So I started I started posting and I started um, getting a lot more views. So then people would say, oh, did you see Pasta Production? Yeah. They didn't say, oh, did you see Javi's work? <laughs> the positive productions and it starts becoming a repetitive like ring 
yeah. in people's mind. And I feel like once you have a catchy name, that's what's going to stick on. Like you have people like Mario Oreo. Mm-hmm. Like that, that name's going to stick right away. That sticks in everyone. You know? and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. So when you have a really catchy name, I feel like it helps with the publicity, the publicity really getting your name out there. Yeah. And, and so what got you into photography? What, what caught your eye into wanting to do photography? So I had started, I guess you could say I started uh, photography back when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So I started off in the yearbook club, you know, um, I saw like some of the students, like some of the eighth graders, you know, over here taking pictures at the football games and at school events. I was like, hey, like, that's pretty cool. So uh, my parents had um, a little camera lying around at home. Um, like one of the really like basic ones that you could barely do like that bad quality video, you know, take some pictures. The, it was like one of the first like digital ones that come out at the time. And um, that's where I started off, you know. I mean, of course, the pictures were raw. They were terrible. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I was starting to get the feel for the angles. Um, and then time passed. I started high school. And my first years of high school, I didn't really do photography. But um, I became really close with some um, with some guys that I met at school. And I guess all together within our group, we kind of went towards um photography so my friend ivan um he's the one that started um he's an all-around creative person um and at the time he bought a camera he started photography and pretty much our hangouts were getting together going to abandoned places exploring el paso and taking pictures like that was our fun right and little by little one of the other guys in the group got a camera and I was like, Hey, like this stuff is pretty cool. Like I started associating myself with a lot more photographers in El Paso. Um, we, he did a photo meet with desert people and that's where I met more people. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm inspired. I want to jump into this. I want to, I want to get this done. And so, so what's your, and I guess that's what started. What's your niche in photography? Like what is your, your main focus on like people do landscape portraits, things like that. What do you more focus on? Um, as of right now, I feel like the most work I've done would have to be um, either car photography or portraits. Mm. Um, I've recently been expanding my boundaries and I've been doing some landscaping. Um, Neva has been helping me out with some astrophotography. Um, but I'm pretty much open to anything. I'm willing to learn how to do anything. I feel like that helps you to be a better photographer all around. And and so doing all these like uh, things in photography, which one has been like the one where you found the most valuable skill in that you like, you learned the skill and you're like, this is kind of the most valuable thing. Like for doing astrophotography, you know, like the settings for the night mode and all that, like what skills have you found valuable that you learned throughout all of these photography? Overall, I feel like, one of the most important aspects of photography is lighting. Lighting and knowing how to um, work with your camera in certain um, lighting situations. When I had first started off, I remember 
I, I started taking pictures of, of some cars and lighting was terrible. You know, you can see all the shadows. Yeah. You could barely even see the small details in the photos. And that's where I picked it up. I was like, no matter whether it's car photography, landscape, portraits, astrophotography, anything, lighting and knowing how to use your camera in those lighting situations is what's important. And it'll help your picture so much. Yeah. And so like nowadays, everyone has access to like a phone, you know, everybody takes pictures with their phones, things like yeah. that. And so how would you as a photographer distinguish or make a difference between what a professional photography looks like and what a hobbyist photography looks like? So <clears throat> now with technology and these new phones, I mean, they have the camera settings built into them. You know, you have higher resolutions, you have all these filters, all these settings you can do, which do bring you closer mm. to, I mean, actual photographers. But I feel like the main difference between someone who's shooting with their phone and someone who's actually using a camera is pretty much the, the vision, the angle, because you, you can tell when somebody just picks up their phone and takes a picture. Yeah. But not everybody can pick up a camera and be able to mess with your aperture and mess with your settings in order to really bring out the details of a certain picture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big difference you can, you can tell. I mean, there is some um, photographers out there that um, start off with phones. I mean, I'm one of them. I started off with my iPhone 7, you know, because I didn't have access to a camera. But once I did switch to a camera, you could see the difference in the quality, in the detail. And I, I feel, I personally feel like when it comes to photography, cameras are always the way to go. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because like now, for example, like the iPhones, like those cameras on there, they're getting crazy good on like how the, oh, yeah, comes out, the sharpness, the colors and all that. So I've seen like a couple of videos where like even an iPhone, like the new iPhone is better than like those Sony A7 cameras and all that. Oh yeah, so, oh, definitely, yeah. Today, I'm actually going to test that out today. I'm going to go and do a photo shoot. And I'm just going to do it purely with the phone, the iPhone 12 and all that, the pro, and just see how the difference comes out from like a, what a professional photography is and then doing a whole photo shoot with just your phone and see if it, it does compare like the same way, like whether it looks like it's professional photography or you could tell the difference, things like that. So um, anybody, I agree, like anybody can even get started with just a phone, like how you said when you started with your iPhone 7, you know, you don't need the most expensive equipment to get started. You don't need the most oh, yeah, no. expensive things like that um how is your creative process like like from getting a client or when you go and doing a shoot like how do you go about planning your shoots and going out and taking the photos editing so for for me pretty much what i do um i mean sometimes people come to me you know asking for my prices for my rates for a shoot for them um in that situation from there we go ahead i you know i give them my information pretty much what i do um i ask them for their idea, yeah. Um, you know, you gotta look at locations and maybe props. What you're gonna be doing, and then from there, once we do decide what we're gonna do, um, we go ahead and you know set an appointment. Um, I try to go around um, my clients' time. Um, you know, I try to you know move around and work with their schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but once we do that, you know, I go ahead write it down on my calendar. Um, set the appointment you know we show up there a couple minutes before pretty much go over what we're going to be doing show them the location and then after once you know the photo shoot is done of course 
I go ahead and take the person's email. Um, I usually take about one to three days to edit. Mm. Uh, once they are edited, um, I send them the pictures via email. And, and then pretty much from there, um, they pay me through Cash App or, I mean, however they, they feel like paying, of course. I mean, because it's so much easier now with technology. I mean, you yeah. don't have to go to person anymore. Like, you don't got to write checks. You don't got to give cash. It's like Zelle. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Now, now when you get like, for example, like commercial businesses or, you know, like brands, things like that, how do you, how do you go about working with them? And like, is there a different structure from like just working with anybody that's doing like family portraits, things like that, or senior photos, and then like working with like businesses and venues and things like that? So as of right now, um, that's actually what I'm figuring out. Mm-hmm. So I have yet to work with a business, but um, I'm actually talking to um, a homie that's planning to start his own. And that's kind of where I'm planning to, I mean, really build that up and kind of mess around with the structure of what I'm going to be doing right? Um, with that type of photography, of course. And then um, when you when you deal with clients, what do you see as like the most difficult thing that you come across with with your clients, things like that? I feel like the most difficult thing um, with clients would have to be um, pretty much just committing and like coming through. I mean, because you're always going to have people that are going to, you know, cancel a certain appointment. Um, I feel like overall, it's just having good communication with, uh, with your client. I think that's very important. Do you do like those like like 50% like deposits, like non-refundable? Or do you just go about like just like they pay at the full at the end or up front? As of right now, I'm doing just um, paying the full at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I am planning to start doing um, a deposit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that, that's time um, that I'm wasting, whether, you know, like they don't show up and then I have another person that, you know, I could take as an appointment at the exact same time. I mean, you know, we all have busy schedules. You know, I got work, I have school. So once I set your appointment, you know, it's it's in a really tight space where I make time specifically for that. Right. Like so when I when they cancel, mm-hmm. then you know that's that's another client I could have taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so any 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 role models you always looked up to, like doing photography that you're like inspired by, like for example, mine would be Brandon Wolfe. I don't know if you know who that is. Like the night. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like any role models or things that you you go about that inspired you? Um. I wouldn't really say that I have any role models as of right now um, because I try to take in pretty much everything I see, whether it's a photographer that I follow, um, whether it's a magazine, or if it's just something that I see along my day. Yeah. I feel like my greatest inspiration would have to be just creativity and having an imagination towards um, your photography and I guess pretty much making it your own. I feel like that's where it counts Mm -hmm. when you don't copy somebody else where you take it from your own mind and your own imagination and, you know, you really put everything into it and just make it your own. Yeah. And, and everything, like every little thing has its own like personality or characteristic in a way, like whether it's like a, just like a junkyard or something, you know, like that junkyard has a, has a lot of character to it. And a lot of like 
Oh yeah, you know, like, that, that's what I love, man. Like you, you can see a people will look at a certain location and see it as very simple, you know, like mm-hmm. you you see it plain, straightforward. But as a as a, a, a photographer and as a creative person, you once you see a location or a setting or a prop, your mind starts going. Yeah. Your your imagination starts popping. You're like, you know what? This is what I could do. This is what I want to do, and I feel like that's how I partake a lot of my personal photography. Mm-hmm. Um, once I have an idea, it's just burst, and I'm like, you know what? I want this. I want this, and I have a certain image for it, and I work towards building that. Um, which is like right now, I'm working on a project. Actually, um, I'm planning to do this one photo shoot. You know, I want kind of like a like a punk thrasher vibe. Yeah, and I mean, I have my set location. I have a certain image for the person that I that I want to be in it um, to give off a certain vibe. And I'm, right now I'm actually looking for props, you know, because I'm planning to destroy some things and I want to get some action shots and, yeah. you know, breaking stuff with sledgehammers and baseball bats. And I mean, my vision started with, I saw somebody was giving away an old TV. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, I was like, I went and picked it up and I was like, you know what I, I, I know what to do with this. Uh, I'm going to go destroy it. And then yeah. ideas started flowing. And I mean, that's what I'm working on right now. So, And, and what, do you, what do you like most about photography? And what do you dislike the most about photography? Um, like I had said before, the, just being able to express yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my favorite part of photography. That's why I jumped back into it. Um, because I feel like it's... Uh, it's an excellent way to be artistic mm. um, my least favorite would probably have to be I mean at least in El Paso just how how unappreciated it is yeah. um, like you said before with the whole technology and people using their phones um, there's been a decline in people booking photo shoots because they state, oh, I can just take this with my phone. Why do I need to pay a photographer to do this? When I can just take out my brand new iPhone and take the exact same picture. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just difficult. Yeah. And then I feel like also like the most challenging part of even getting like, like gigs nowadays, is also like the COVID relation, you know, like people are scared. Oh, yes, most definitely. After a year. And which is still reasonable, but I also wanted to ask you that, like, how did the whole COVID pandemic, you know, how did that affect you on the going out and getting gigs or doing shoots or in your photography career? So I had just jumped back into photography a little before COVID had started. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was a huge setback to me because I had a whole plan of, you know, going out and pretty much experimenting and messing with my camera so I could um learn and you know become better especially since it was around springtime summertime mm-hmm. uh, when everything went up and we went into quarantine um but that did I guess kind of help me because I was able to really focus on learning the camera I mean pretty much I would just shoot at home yeah anything I could take a picture of I would take a picture of I'd go outside in the evening, you know, try to get some shots of, you know, you got the sky, you got, you know, plans and stuff. And 
I mean, my family did help me by, you know, modeling for me. But overall, that quarantine and COVID and everything just pretty much made it really difficult for everybody. And um, some of my personal photographer friends have said the same thing. I mean, this side gig sometimes helps us, you know, in our everyday lives. And, you know, we, we set an appointment or something, we revolve our life around maybe that money we might make in that situation or something. And I feel like that decline really hit everybody, not just, I mean, financially, but I mean, not being able to post, not being able to uh, reach the people that we're reaching. And overall, I mean, I'm glad things are um, calming down now. Yeah. But even then, people are still afraid. Um, people still don't want to you know, associate themselves with the community because of that but, i mean we just gotta get through it i mean we can't really do much about the situation now we just gotta like take a- precautions and just make the client feel a lot safer mm-hmm. uh, i mean just pretty much go about that yeah yeah no and, and i understand you too like we had a lot of events planned for last year that we're hopefully trying to do this year now because last year we couldn't do nothing it was very hard yeah i, I saw you you uh you guys had set that photo meet yeah, um, we just it was around that time, and you yeah. guys had to move it to recently, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we we did do one. We did one like we barely did it before COVID hit. Like we did it in January, and then everything started yeah. around March, and then everything around there. We did like an art event around like September, and that was the only thing we were able to do until like this year. We just did a photo meet two weeks ago, and that went pretty good. So we're like, okay, things could pick up a little bit. We just got to be safe about them and take all the precautions, things like that. Because oh, yeah. um, a lot of photographers were coming to us too, and they were telling us like, "Hey, we we weren't gonna come, but we did, because we heard you guys were gonna be safe about it, and you know everyone's wearing their mask, which is a good thing." And so it's just like, okay, gaining that that trust of safety again in a way, of like, okay, we're gonna oh, make yeah. masks still mandatory, whether it's by law or not by law, you know. And so, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Things will pick up like that, but like aside from COVID and all that, is there was there any like other critical points that you hit along your path that you maybe had to make a sacrifice or you had to make a tough decision to keep going with like your your path of photography? Um honestly, yeah. So I feel like a big thing when it comes to being a photographer, especially if you're gonna be on social media promoting yourself, is having people who are gonna, you know, support you. Yeah. Um Thankfully, I had a lot of people who helped me and supported me and helped get my name out there. But I did, um, you know, give away a couple of photo shoots to really get my name out there. Um, I mean, I did have really low prices in the beginning. So um, I I was losing a little bit of money, time, um, but I didn't really care for it because I saw it. I was like, I need to invest yeah. in getting my name out there and really um, going towards that social media and publicity so I could gain um, that trust and gain, um, I guess, the name and the popularity, popularity if you want to say, um, yeah. to really continue my photography and I mean, continue to express my ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, so, so going out on in the field of photography, um, what is one thing that you think is always crucial to take to you 
take with you to any shoot, regardless whether it's like a port, like a portrait shoot or a wedding shoot or anything? Like, what's one key thing that you always have to have with you as a photographer? Um, for sure, an extra battery. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, maybe extra uh, memory space, because I I remember when I had started. I remember I hadn't backed up my my memory card, of course. And I'm shooting, I'm shooting, and then all of a sudden, I can't shoot anymore because my memory card was full. And I'm like, I wish I would have bought an extra one. Or even batteries. I mean, there's a lot of situations where you're just in the middle of a photo shoot and you see your battery's about to die. Maybe you have a perfect setting, perfect lighting. You're like, no, like I just lost my opportunity because I wasn't prepared. And it sucks too, like when you're with, when you're with a client and like you still have like you still owe them time of photography, but like you can't do much because your memory's filled up. You forgot your yeah. So that happened to me one time too. I was doing a shoot and then my memory filled up. So like, I was like, I didn't tell them that my memory filled up. Like little by little, I was just deleting pictures like that were like, I was like, ah. So I was like kind of editing out pictures while I was still shooting yeah. just to like get one more photo in or two more photos in up until like we reached the end of the time. And it is. Those you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And so how do you educate yourself? Like, how do you keep going on with the trends or how do you keep learning as a photographer? Um, I just try to, really um you know i I go watch youtube videos of course i mean that's one of the biggest platforms where you can learn how to do stuff if you need to learn how to do anything go on youtube look it up there's a bunch of other people around the world that are gonna help you and that are looking for the same thing um also social media i mean social media plays a huge part in our lives um everybody's posting trends posting um kind of certain vibes and I feel like as long as you're close to the community and towards um, what the people are looking for, you'll be able to, I mean, stay up to date with whatever's out there. And that'll help you really um, get your photography out because, I mean, people are always focusing on trends. Yeah. Like, was it on Halloween when they were doing that ghost trend with the with the white sheets? You know, like, oh, yeah. that was a, that was a huge thing I, I remember seeing a lot of photographers going out there and doing that yeah. same trend and it just became big sticking up with it you get more exposure like that yeah sticking up with the trends exactly mm-hmm. and like i like how you said with the youtube and all that like not everybody knows everything like there's like professional photographers they're still learning you know and that's oh, yeah, yeah, of course. My, my last episode too is like no matter how long you've been in it like 15 to 10 years whatever you still don't know much so for somebody to come up to you and be like i know everything yeah. You know, it's not really true. I mean, there's you're always still learning. There's always something to learn. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you. you there's never a limit to what you can learn. Yeah. Never. You're always growing, and that's that's a cool part about um, being involved in photography. That so much more um, equipment's gonna come out. Um, you know, there's still so much more you can do with your camera and learn about your camera. I feel like, cause I, I recently just got a, got a new one and you know, it's a, it's a blank page. It's yeah. a, it's a new camera for me. I still need to learn all the settings that I can do, just pretty much pushing it to its boundaries. And overall, I mean, there's so many types of photography you can do and so many ways you can go about. And I feel like it's just a constant learning process, mm-hmm. no matter, like you said, how experienced you are, how long you've been doing it. You're not going to know everything. And, and in the creative industry, if you weren't doing photography, what else would you be doing? Like, would you ever paint? Would you ever model? Would you ever, like, anything like that? Um, honestly, I think modeling is pretty cool. I, it is difficult. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I've seen that. I've worked with um, with Leva. Um, he's he's a really good friend of mine, yeah. and with Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had them like do some pictures for me, you know, like they help. So I just um made some some merch. Um, you know, they helped me with some pictures for that. Um, my birthday had just passed not too long ago. And, you know, I modeled to for them to take some pictures of me for my birthday. And it's different being in front of the camera mm. uh, rather than behind it. It's, you're really put under pressure. Once you see that lens pointing at you, you're like, you freeze, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I, you know, I give props to a lot of people who, who do model um, because it is difficult trying to find your pose, um, your look you know, something that's going to look good on you, I mean, because you can't copy the same pose as somebody else, you know, because you're going to look awkward. Right. I feel like that's something I would go into and I would love to learn about, I mean, because that helps you as a photographer as well. And I'm interested. I have another question. Is like when you're shooting with a model who doesn't necessarily know how to model, how do you, how do you pose your models? Like, do you know how to pose your models or how do you teach yourself to pose your models? Like for me, I, for, for me, I go on Pinterest and I'm like, here, copy this pose, you know? But like, yeah. How how do you go about like modeling models who don't necessarily know how to pose? So I, I honestly do the same thing, man. I, I go on Pinterest. I mean, mm-hmm. they have so many um, um, so many different um, poses that you could do. But overall, I think one rule that I really follow that I tell pretty much all my clients is do something you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Because if you put somebody in a certain pose and they're not comfortable with it, whether it's like the way their body is um, formed or the way they're looking, yeah. um, that picture is going to look awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, the picture is not going to come out as well as in a pose where somebody's comfortable and they feel natural. And so usually, I mean, I, I will give people poses to do like ideas, but I aim towards them I'm like, go at it you know have fun mess around with what you feel comfortable with and i feel like that's how the pictures are going to come out the best i mean this isn't a high school yearbook picture where they have you pose with your shoulders up and you know your chin like i mean yeah you you feel awkward and you don't feel like you look good and when it comes to modeling you got to be comfortable you got to be um confident yeah and how are you going to be confident in some things that you don't feel writing you know And and I learned from a from a modeling studio a couple a couple months back. They were always they had like this three step rule where it's like you do a stance like looking forward, and then you turn to the side, and then you turn your body like to the side, but like your head like facing towards you. Yeah. Another model who he told me he was like just move your eyes. Like every time you move your eyes, it's a different pose, which is true. Like it comes out different on the on the photo. Oh, like yeah. you're Looking straight, and then you look to the side, and then it's another pose, and it looks different. So like even just moving like little parts of your body, whether it's your hands or your chin a little bit, your eyes, it makes a difference too. Yeah, most definitely. Now a lot of models actually do that now. I mean, I've worked with a couple. Um, you could see that they're comfortable um, with their poses right away because you you feel that vibe, you feel that energy. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, they start looking, they start moving their chin slightly to a certain direction. Like you said, they start moving their eyes, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe a hand movement or something in it. Like you said, it changes the picture completely. And that's when the photo is the best, when you're able to feel that energy and that confidence. And it just makes everything so much easier. 
and you come out with things too that you didn't even realize like you could like take a photo of you know it's just you come out with different scenarios different poses things like that and so moving moving a little bit more forward into those last two questions i wanted to ask you um i hope you thought about them is that you know compared to to where you're at right now what is something you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started um i wish i would have known i guess just how competitive and how um challenging it is to come up as a new photographer mm -hmm. um because you come up with all these expectations and you feel the need for people's support right away yeah and that's not really the case um pretty much just don't get discouraged when you don't really see much happening in the beginning um everything's a process everything takes time and the more work you put into it the better it's going to be and i feel like just pretty much having that um that energy and continuing to push and thrive is what will help you i mean people are always gonna talk people are always gonna discourage your ideas yeah. but as long as it makes you happy and as long as you like it that's what matters at the end yeah there's always and i feel like i wish i would have known that yeah there's always gonna be somebody out there who's gonna be telling you like nah this sucks or i can take that photo you know but they don't, yeah. they don't know what it takes to learn it too and then so even here in el paso like it is it is very competitive because el paso is also very small and so it's yeah, about, you know, trying to expand out and maybe even take trips to different places you know and go network out there um like i almost know. definitely you don't want to take this your pictures at the same location that 10 other photographers yeah. took their pictures at i mean you have repetitive locations such as the plaza <clears throat> you have a bunch of people who shoot at the orphanage yeah. or the you know you have the fountains you know all these places where people always go to so you always like want to go out and search and that's one of the things i really like to do is i'll take a day or two and i'll drive all over el paso and you know just pretty much with my mind open for more ideas and more locations i mean you have your popular part of downtown like i said the plaza but you got to look at the outskirts of downtown where you know you can do so much more um and it's pretty much being just being creative like the alleys and having like that. Mm -hmm. yeah like there's so much more you could do than just go to those main places and that's where it goes to making your photography unique and i feel like if you try to like like i said before if you try to copy everybody else how are you going to stand out exactly yeah and so like i like like how you mentioned like the outskirts of it so like whenever i go to downtown i don't never shoot like the end of downtown i shoot near like the border where like all the like crossing a pot oh like, yeah that's that's where the best places are and and i don't see a lot of photos like that i don't see a lot of people going out there and taking photos there but I'm like, those, those are like the little, like the rich places, like the rich character, the rich, you know, details and everything. Like you get the, the culture and everything. So I'm like. Yeah, that's where it matters. That's, that's where, that's, I think that's what photography is about. Like, yeah. Like I'm really big on doing like, like street photography too. Like I would drive around sometimes with a friend and he would be driving. I'd be like taking pictures out of the window and just capturing like whatever's going on throughout the city. Like just taking pictures out of the window and like capturing like this. Yeah. I got one cool photo one time. This guy was like sitting outside of his store. It was like a bread store. And he had like a bunch of breads lined up to him. So I made it black and white. And he was like this very old man. And then I made one of the breads stand out. And that photo had so much power to it. It's just like this old guy, a black and white photo. And then like 
just like the color, like a color pop of the bread coming out. And to me, it was like a very strong photo. I was like, that has a lot of character, a lot of like emotion into it. Uh, most definitely. And honestly, that's my favorite part. <clears throat> when you capture something and when you're able to make it your own. So I, I feel, so a lot of, a lot of photographers, I've, I've talked to a couple, <clears throat> they don't, I remember a lot of them say that they don't like editing. Yeah. You know, some photographers do decide to keep their pictures raw, which is no problem at all. I mean, having raw pictures, having good raw pictures is difficult sometimes mm. and having them really stand out and pop. Um, but personally, editing is my favorite part. I feel like that's where you can transform a picture into anything you want. Yeah. And that's what I take most of my time in. I... You know, once I have I finish a photo shoot, you know, I love sitting there, you know, I upload my pictures and I, you know, I put my music because I, I try to put my music towards the vibes that I'm looking for in the photo. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going for something, you know, black and white, something with an older look, I'm going to play something, you know, maybe some oldies, maybe some jazz. Get the inspiration. And, you know, I, I revolve that music around the vibes that I'm going for. Yeah. Or if I'm going for something a lot harder, a lot more rough, you know, you gotta put your rock music or something. That's what inspires me. That's what I try to connect my photography with. And I feel like once you go through that creative process, you see that image change and you know, you have certain colors pop, certain details pop. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you make it your own. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's just keeping in like, keeping in the inspiration going, you know, and trying to find the inspiration. And so, I want to share pieces of advice for anybody starting up. My piece of advice would always be, you know, just don't quit when you're getting started. Because like, for example, like you're right now, you're, you know, all this much stuff, you know how to take a picture now. And the you, when you first started, you know, you wanted to be at that spot right now where you're like, I know this now and all that, you know? So like my piece of advice would be like, just, just don't quit. Just keep going and going. What would be your piece of advice that you would give somebody starting up? Honestly, I'd say the same thing. Don't, don't quit because you're going to regret it. Yeah. You really are. Because you're going to be like, you're going to think, I could have been at this stage. Or, you know, you, people are always going to think about the what ifs yeah. or what could have happened. And avoid that, that state of mind and just do it. If you have an idea, go do it. It doesn't matter what people say. Mm-hmm. Just, like I said, at the end, just if it makes you happy, that's what matters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now before I let you go, um, where can people find your work? Where can people find you, contact you? If you have a website, things like that. So people can most definitely hit up my Instagram page, um, Pasta Productions underscore. Mm-hmm. I have all my work there. I have a link that um, shows every photo shoot that I've done since I started my Instagram. Um, it does have my contact information on there. So people can text me, email me, whatever. Um, but my DMs are definitely open and I'm always looking to work with new people. And Instagram is such a tool, like people go on there and just post like their daily lives, but you could use it as a, as a business tool to like, just, you know, promote your brand and your photos, you know, that's the thing about social media. Now, everything has been converted to business. I mean, Mm -hmm. business is everything when it comes to our daily lives, you got your Facebook marketplace, you know, you got all these people advertising, paying for um, advertisements and, sponsors and pretty much um i just reaching a bigger variety of people mm-hmm. and it's such a 
it's such a great tool that we can use now to tie in with something that everybody uses every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you just use it for anything else. Like even building a, in a website and then having like landing pages on your website and then putting like blogs on there and things like that. Um, yeah, most definitely. To me, I, I thought it was surprising. Like people, people still go out and read blogs and things like that. So like people would go research on websites and just read a blog. So those things help a lot, bring more traction into you. So oh yeah, I think that's super cool. Mm -hmm. yeah all right well hey brother i appreciate you coming on to the show and um of I'm course you thank you anything else that you wanted to mention anything else you wanted to say or share before i let you go i think that's about it man i think i pretty much said everything i had to say mm -hmm.